Hi there, it's Sharon Hespier, the good girl, with another one of my podcasts. It's been quite a while, so I'm sorry for that. But um, today I want to talk to you about my five phase gut balancing protocol. So um, if you've been on my website before, you'll see that I'm quite big on the five phase gut balancing protocol, and I ask most of my patients to start on it when they do commence with me. So if you've been wondering what it's about um, and why you need it, listen on. So I developed the five-phase gut balancing protocol after many years of seeing the same foods affect my patients. So I started it from a fructose malabsorption position as many of my patients presented with fructose malabsorption. I then adjusted it for SIBO problems, as many of my patients present with this as well. I then removed the foods that I commonly see come back positive from a food intolerance test. So you might be thinking, oh, great, it's likely I'm just going to starve on this protocol. But you know what? The opposite is true. When patients receive phase one, they often comment on the variety of foods that they can have compared to what they've actually been consuming. So One of the great things about my five phase is that if you do the work and you listen to your body, you won't need to test. So you can save yourself hundreds of dollars, if not a thousand dollars, you know, because testing is great, but testing is expensive. Testing can give you a good guide, but my five phase, if you follow it, um, you can get your gut really, really well with that. So it's great. So Let's look at how it works. So here's how it works. So for the first two weeks, we remove the foods that are commonly problematic for SIBO, fructose malabsorption, and food intolerances. So we remove foods such as wheat, but not gluten. We remove A1 dairy, but not A2 dairy. And we remove chicken eggs, okay? So chicken eggs is the third biggest food intolerance that I see in intolerance tests. And This really surprises many people as they never or rarely realize that egg could be a problem. So I also remove garlic and onions. As many of you already know, these foods are highly problematic for you as they are high in fructans, making it a part of the fructose malabsorption picture. The other high fructose fructan foods I remove are sweet potato, but you can have white potato. Lebanese cucumber comes out, but other cucumber is fine. So, you know, the longer cucumber or the little apple cucumbers are fine. And iceberg lettuce is a bit of a problem as well, but other lettuce is fine. Tomato is a no, as a high fructose fruit such as apples, mangoes, grapes, and watermelon. So really enough of the no's. I feel it's really important to focus on the foods that you can have, of which there are so many. So In the first phase, you can have as much of these foods as you like. So you've got all your meats, fish, seafood, poultry. So think here, lamb, pork, steak, fish, prawns, lobster, mussels, crabs, oyster, chicken, quail, turkey, squab, any sort of fish, any sort of seafood, any sort of poultry, and any sort of meats. There's so many. As far as the dairy goes, I say to people, we can have A2 milk, any sort of goat and sheep, yogurt, goat and sheep cheese, goat and sheep cream, um, any sort of A2 cream. So Tilba Dairy do a beautiful A2 cream. And A2 dairy is anything that is from a Jersey cow as well, or a camel or buffalo. 
So then I also say you can have uh, rice milk, oat milk, macadamia milk, or almond milk. But just be careful that your almond milk doesn't contain inulin, as inulin is a fruit tan. So you need to be careful of that. So in the first phase, I recommend lots of vegetables and salad ideas, but we do limit the amount of each individual variety. But with such a large selection, it's really easy to have a plentiful and satisfying amount. So these are the veggies and salads that you can have. So you've got alfalfa sprouts, avocado, bamboo shoots, beetroot, bok choy, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, capsicum, cauliflower, carrots, celery, chili, choco, coriander, corn, oh, cucumber, eggplant, ginger, kale, lettuce, mushrooms, olives, parsnips, potato, pumpkin, radish, rocket, spinach, swede, turnip, zucchini, and all fresh herbs and spices, obviously, except not garlic. When it comes to grains, and we do limit some of the grains, I recommend people, rice is fine, oats are fine, and I recommend people have like wheat-free sourdough such as spelt sourdough, oat sourdough, kamut and quinoa sourdoughs, they're fine. Um, and I for nuts and seeds, almonds, hazelnuts, macadamias, pecans, pine nuts, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds and walnuts. We include oils such as olive, coconut, sesame, vegetable, and ghee. And we include um, drinks such as coffee, tea, and water. So I'm not a super Nazi naturopath and say you can't have caffeine because um, unless we know it's a problem, we keep the coffee in. So, you know, when you listen to this list, it's pretty big, you know, and it's just for the first two weeks, you know. At the two-week mark, we go to phase two. And we introduce more foods and we slowly do this over five phases. So the first week is, um, sorry, the first phase is two weeks and each other phase is three weeks. So there you have it, really, my five-phase gut balancing protocol in a nutshell. And if you've got gut issues, I encourage you to book in and make a start. You know, the best time to start a gut protocol is now because there's never going to be a good time. You know, there's always going to be a wedding. There's always going to be a party. There's always going to be a social event, but look, we can work around them, you know, and I started a gut protocol, or not really a gut protocol, a metabolic balance protocol with a nutritionist friend of mine last year in December, on December the 1st, and Rebecca said to me, Sharon, are you sure? And I said, Rebecca, you know, there is no good time, you know, if I don't start it now, it'll be the end of January, and then that's two months away, you know, I can be finished this in two months, and I was finished in two months. And I still had my Christmas, you know, I still had some red wine. It was fine. So, you know, and, and you need to think there's so many foods that you can have here. So, for instance, if you wanted to have a salad for dinner, you can have some cooked pumpkin. Then you can add into that some avocado, some finely sliced up beetroot, um, a little bit of broccoli, some cabbage, sliced carrots, bit of celery, some coriander, corn, cucumber. Like, you know, that, the options are endless. And then for dressing, I would probably mix up a little bit of A2 yogurt with some tahini because you can have sesame seeds and maybe some sesame oil. Beautiful. Then you can have that with some um, lamb or pork or chicken, anything you like. So sometimes for dinner, I say to people, um, you could have like if you get uh, chicken thigh fillet, 
and squash it with your palm. Then sprinkle four or five rosemary little leaves on there, some nice sea salt, and pan fry that on both sides. That is delicious. And then you can have any of the veggies and any of the salads. So for breakfast, you can have some uh, spelt sourdough with some avocado and goat's cheese. Or you might want to have some oats and then you can have oats with some rice milk or oats with A2 milk or macadamia milk or almond milk, any sort of milk that is on the list. Then you can have the nuts and seeds spread on the top. So there are so many options um, for just the first phase that you can have as meals. And I always say to people, okay, think of prawns, like a beautiful prawn salad um, with some rice noodles because rice is one of the grains you can have with some chili, coriander, um, avocado, maybe actually no, that would would be quite nice. Would be a really nice Asian style salad. So the reality is there are so many things that you can um, that you can have with the fire phase, and it's the first. Um, the first step. And what we aim to do over the five phase is to get you back on a relatively normal diet. Like, you know, sure, there's going to be some foods that when we introduce, they're going to, that are going to be a no. And sometimes eggs are a no. And we reintroduce eggs in that um in the second phase. So after the first two weeks. And if eggs are a problem, then you can default to quail egg and try a quail egg, or you can default to a duck egg and try a duck egg. But sometimes it's, okay, eggs have really upset my gut. They've given me bloating. They've given me cramping. They've given me explosive diarrhea that I haven't had for the last two weeks. Then we know, okay, eggs are a problem. And sometimes you can keep them out. And sometimes we get to the three to around the three month mark and we try and and we do reintroduce them. But it's also important to remember I always will prescribe herbal medicines and supplements to support your gut along the way. You know, we've got this leaky gut going on. It needs to be healed up with some sort of gut healing powder. We've got this whole gut brain access going on, which whatever's going on in your brain is affecting your gut, which really causes a huge amount of problems. So all of these things need to be addressed. It's a multifactorial problem. I've just been through the foods and that's the the way that that we deal with it as far as from a food perspective goes and then we don't need to test so if you'd like to um look at my five phase gut balancing protocol when you make an appointment as a new patient that's included in the price um and you get to start on it straight away so you sign up within 24 hours i'll send you the first phase so you can start on your gut health now you don't have to wait to your appointment you can start on it now which is fantastic so Thank you for listening to me Um, and I'll try not to make it too long until my next. And you'll notice in the beginning it says recording now, you know, that's because I just use my Zoom to to record my podcast and then I upload it to my podcast provider. Um, And, you know, it, it saves me some money because the reality is, sure, I don't have a flash podcast, But for me, it's about um, giving you information, which I think is super, super important. And I don't want to have to pay someone $200 every time I do a podcast. So that means I keep it basic. I give you the information, but you have to kind of put up with crappy things that say recording now, which I hate, but there's nothing I can do about it. Okay. 
I will talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening.